Hello and welcome to Keeping It Real with Rory. I am Ben Kaysen here with Nick Ordorf and Rory Huskin. Rory, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. You know, it's another opportunity to uh, you know, uh, advance the kingdom. Yeah, this, yeah. this is a big crossover episode for me. Yeah. Mine's kind of blown here. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of cool, huh? Yeah. Well, we've been talking about this for like, uh, since we both started doing this. It's like, yeah, like we need to get together and, you know, we need to, you know, we need to... Anything that's for God is good. So. <laughs> he makes all things good. So we right. bring it together, make it happen. So uh, I think that I came to praise one day, right? Yep. I, I didn't really. I I kind of know who you were, but I went to praise one day and uh, I gave my testimony. And probably one of the first people that walked up to me was you. Said, "Yeah, I like your story. You know, it, it's uh, it's there's a lot of parallels." And I thought, "Really? No." Yeah, you know, and so it was kind of cool, you know. And I, I realized that I'm on a board with your your wife, you know. And then I yep. realized that now we're on two boards together. Yeah, it's like a lot is advanced. I'm trying to sign up for more of them so I can catch up to you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I'm a you know it's 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 fulfilling, and sometimes it's too fulfilling to be on you know so many boards that I am. You know, it's uh, I, uh, my wife says. Uh, I come home and say, you know, I'm on the board for uh, Crossroads at the treatment center, honey. And she's like, just what you need, another hole in the head, honey. <laughs> <laughs> right? One more thing. Yeah. No, it's, I, I think it's good that you have a, a want to do good for so many things. Yeah, well, you know, so. I think it's part of Nick and, you know, and I, I think that you're probably in the same boat as I feel like, you know, I was a knucklehead for so long. And, uh, you know, I was like one of those scourge of society, you know. I just was like a leech on society, you know. And so this is, you know, the, the things that I do, um, it, it's like um, it's my give back. You know, and, and so when I go to prisons, I tell these guys, look, you need to find something, you know, soup kitchen to give back. Yeah. Well, I don't know what that is community service, go to the church, ask them if you can mow the lawn. Right. Pick weeds. I, I don't know. You just got to start someplace. And so, you know. There's but, so many things to be done. That's, uh, I didn't even talk with Robbie, too, about all this Dream Center stuff. Yeah, I've yeah. been working with those guys a lot. And yeah. Some cool stuff on the horizon that we need yeah. to talk about when we're not on the podcast. But Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I love it. Uh, Robbie was here um, a month ago, probably. Yeah. That was probably... In my opinion, it was the best uh, podcast up to that point. And, uh, of course, then I've had Shenaniah Widow, and then he kind of blew my mind. Shenaniah is a heck of a story, good guy, huh? man. Yeah. Like, uh, look, you know, and it's always, it's always about the, the addiction, the recovery. But I want to hear about the redemption, man. I want to hear about what God's doing, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, because... You know, we live from from uh, from God. Uh, oh, you know, from from God thing to God thing. You yeah. know, we're we're you know, I wouldn't be here today had God maybe not said you've been sentenced to live. Yeah, right. I was, I was like, <laughs> I've been sentenced to live. Well, you and I chuckled as we walked in about the the clown that gets brought to the studio everywhere here, <laughs> and it, he looks like he just never stopped using. And that's probably me. Uh, if I okay, so if I so given up. So I'm gonna pull your covers. <laughs> yeah, I saw pictures on Facebook the other day, and I thought that was uh, yeah. that was uh, c courageous. I don't think that 
I could have posted the pictures that you did. It's like I looked worse than that. So I think the biggest thing I struggle with, Roy, with with all of this, um, I'm trying to build a presence with Fast Life Ministries that that reaches people that are stuck where I was. Um, I spent, you know, five, almost six years of not being on my personal social media pages. Um, I went back to those recently because I said, okay, I felt like God was telling me that I want, I need to reach those people because I had a lot of friends, you know, friends, acquaintances, whatever you want to call them, that are still stuck where I was. And I took this long hiatus, and now God's telling me, hey, those people need me, and it's me that's going to go get them, is what I hear him telling me. So, But making it about myself and showing pictures of me and doing videos of me talking sermon has been super tough for me. It's it's really hard because I'm like, wait a minute, I lived in the me, me, me world for oh, way yeah. oh, too no long. It. it was and all that's about the, me. That's the give back part. Yeah. You know, it's not all about me, me, me anymore. Yeah. But it's hard because it was all about me and it's not now. Mm-hmm. So to be able to take a video of me or share a picture of me, I'm like, wait a minute, is this counterintuitive? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. But those ones, I just felt like it needed to happen. Like, people need to see the progression. And you, I, I should have put the timeline on it because you look at those pictures and the drinking one was 2010. So it wasn't like decades ago. It was just no. a decade ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. 2010. I quit drinking at the end of 2010 in December, uh, December 12th, 2010. Um, I did pretty good uh, for almost <laughs> a year, you know. Um, and then I started smoking weed. Yeah. And then I figured I could take or leave weed, so I started doing cocaine. And cocaine grabbed a hold of me and said, "You know, uh, I got you." That cross addiction gets a lot of people. You know. Oh, yeah. Uh, mine, so like like everybody, it's no secret I went to prison. And so they took away cigarettes, <laughs> they took away alcohol, and they took away drugs. I, I didn't have any, I didn't have any of them, right? Yep. So you know what I had? Food. <laughs> yeah, pour me, pour me a Twinkie, you know, uh, pour me a, a, a nutty bar, yeah, yeah. instead of, Anything. you know, pour me a drink, pour me a wine, yeah. Yep. yeah pour me. You know, because I was I was all about poor me, so yeah, yeah. So the progression of those pictures, if anybody looks them up, it's 2010 is the one that we're drinking, and then 2014 was admits the first round of cocaine addiction. It was a, it was a three tries. I finally found God. So, uh, so I want to hear. So, what what led you down? Uh, how'd you find God? You know, so you and I we've talked about like like we. We obviously hear from God. You know, people, people, people tell me, how do you hear from God? Right. How do you do that? That's a big practice with me, especially as, uh, you know, living the fast life. You know, we have fast life ministries and a business and, and just like you. Like I said, fast life ministry is really for all of us because we're all, even, even been here. I mean, he's going from one podcast to the next to marketing to producing to Boom, 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 boom. We're we're going everywhere, and so fast life is about slowing down, you know, embracing Christ in the fast life. Mm-hmm. Uh, live fast, love Christ, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, with that, listening is really hard, and that's why I did the one video about be still and listen because it doesn't happen if I just keep bouncing from thing to thing to thing. I'll hear things come through, but I'm like, wait a minute. 
Was that you? I know, right? I know. Um, so being still and slowing down in that moment. but You know, and then we tell our children, right, look, you've got two ears, so you should be listening twice as much as you're talking. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think God, but that's probably a message for us too. And, and I don't. You're yeah. right. I'm always busy. You know, I'm on boards. I run a business. Yeah. I go to the gym. You know, I'm still bodybuilding. and. Yeah. You know, ATV and on the weekends or, you know, at the at the lake, what? I mean, that's, yeah. There's not much slowing down. So you got you have to make time to make that happen. Um, but as far as how I found God, you know, we know about the addiction part of it. Um, at the beginning of 2015, uh, I started dating Alexis, who's now my wife. Um, I was full-blown cocaine addict. Um, I had stumbled obviously in 2014 and when that picture was posted and um i was lost in addiction again and started just, just real quick just yeah. sorry but but so you you went from marijuana to, to 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 cocaine how fast was that takeover of your life um the original takeover, like when I quit drinking and then found those things. Mm -hmm. um, so it was probably about eight months after I quit drinking. So so you did cocaine one time. How fast was that takeover? So you have to remember, too, that like even back when I was drinking, we did cocaine. Oh, like right, you, right, get, right. you get too drunk, and so you need a line to level you out. Right. No. I mean. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, the, the logic is insane as I look back on it, but. That's the bar life, right? Yeah. I and mean, that's the drinking life. I got too drunk, so give me some cocaine so I can, you know, sober up. Any any bar in any town has a cocaine dealer sitting in one of the seats. There's no doubt. Um, so, so I was drinking, and people would like, hey, what's up? You know, and they slap hands, and they'd, they'd give me this dollar. And I'd be like, yeah, I don't know what this is. You know, I, I wasn't doing it back then. And, you know, and then all of a sudden one night uh, I went to a friend's house, and I did A-line. A-line. Yep. And I can tell you that that addiction that grabbed me, it was like a stranglehold. I signed a contract with the devil yep. that night. And I can tell you it was the devil because my God would never bring me down that, that path. It was, I was a captive. I, I was a captive. I was imprisoned by that drug. Um, I, uh, I guess at an early age, I mean, gosh, we were in high school. I remember a buddy of mine, we're hanging out with his older brother, and they introduced us to cocaine back then. And uh, that was the very first time. And it didn't grab a hold of me like that back then because obviously like, we couldn't afford it. <laughs> we weren't making <laughs> enough money. Um, but then as you get into drinking and, and all my years, you know, my early 20s bartending and doing all those things, like it was – it was always hand in hand with alcohol, and I really never really did weed ever. It was always alcohol and cocaine, and whatever else we'd partied, ecstasy. I mean, rave scene, everything, everything except heroin. It's the only drug I haven't done, I think. And, and the um, weird thing about heroin is, is I never did either. Yeah. But I always used to remember those advertisements on television. You know, the the heroin. They're like, you know, yeah. And I thought. There's no way I'd do that. That's 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 bad for that's you, true. man. You know, that's a good point. I, I, I remember <laughs> you know, those. It's bad yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah. Like the other ones weren't. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So it was always around. So after I quit drinking, you know, I had that stint of sobriety. You know, marijuana was harmless. Um, you know, living in a wakeboard culture with 
professional wakeboarders and all this different stuff. Like weed's pretty prevalent, you know. It was legal in Colorado at this point in time, um, or was becoming legal. I can't remember what year it was legalized at this point. Um, had it been close. I think the medical or something was at that point. Um, so it was becoming mainstream. So started smoking weed and never really had a thing for weed, so I could take it or leave it, so it, it didn't matter. So I just figured, well, alcohol was my problem, so I could do cocaine again. It just wasn't the case. It, yeah. it, uh, it grabbed a hold of me. And that was, it, it started it, with, you and, know. And it's funny how the enemy, the enemy, the enemy knew that. Yeah. He, he knew that you were going to drink. I mean, it, at that point, it was taboo. So, yeah. you know, he come in the, the side door, the back door. You know, yep. this isn't alcohol, you know. Yeah. One of the big things I'll tell you with that, with all of that is that, you know, 2010, I, uh, I quit drinking, and I do believe it was a God moment that he talked to me and said, you know, everything you need is upstairs. Because um, I had put my daughter to bed. Um, I came down and made the last drink, and I went, what do I do? You know, she's sleeping. Do I run to the liquor store real quick, or do I load her up in the car and go? And it was, I, I now look at it and say, well, that had to have been God. But it's like, wait a minute, this is dumb. Like, everything you need is up in that room. Like, you're done. So I quit. But I had delirium tremens. I ended up having a grand mal seizure. Um, so I never turned back to alcohol because I remember how bad it made me feel. Um, but cocaine, even when you left, didn't do cocaine for a few days. What's crazy about it is you actually felt better. So 2010, a little later, I start doing cocaine uh, on a rampage with that through 2013 pretty much. 2013, I had to treatment in Loveland. Um, did really good again. Now, here's, here's how the enemy orchestrates, though. This is a fun one. So I did good for almost a year. Did, did you decide that I do it so good? You don't know, no, it wasn't that. What it, what it was is it. so what I realized, I never really dealt with any of my problems. Mm-hmm. I never actually dealt with those things. Sorry, I got, uh, every time we start talking, you know, I mean, yeah. God moves me, man. It's That's like, good. you know, God turned me in a, into a crybaby, I've told people. So, so, and then I forget to bring Kleenex to the table because, you know. Yep, so, I need it too for a You know, these I stories am. are moving, your yeah. story, you know. Um, yeah. Go ahead, brother. No, so they, uh. So how crafty he is, I, I didn't really deal with my problems. You know, it, it was tough. It was my will. I did some AA. I did a couple of NA classes. I was convinced that NA, I, I think it confirmed it now, but I'm pretty sure they were selling drugs after the NA class. Like, I was, I mean, I'm like, this is weird. Like, I don't need to be here. So I, I figured I got I felt like it. I used to go to AA to feel, you know, to, 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 to meet new dealers, kind of. Right. I, I mean, it's I. it didn't work. I, I didn't go there planning on doing that, but ultimately that's what ended up happening. And then I'd, I'd meet new uh, new Get High partners, you know. It's, yeah, and I'm sure there's some out there that are great and they really have a, a path. Um, I know later, later on I found a good AA program in Pueblo West that's got some great people in it. Um, but, yeah, like I was doing it on my will. And then I got back into playing hockey, which was great. I hadn't done that in years. Uh, I loved playing hockey. Uh, I ended up tearing my rotator cuff playing hockey. Um, 
And then like the next day or shortly after, I remember exactly how it went down. I had an argument at work. And I was like, I'm going home. Like I'm done. It was before surgery. And this whole time I had lived across the street from a cocaine dealer. Um, I, I knew it. Um, it's just that it was my will. I was strong enough. Well, that day, like it just happened that he pulled into his driveway the same exact time I did. And says, hey, Nick, what's going on? And you know, like, nothing, man, what's up? He's all, I haven't seen you in a while. I'm like, yeah. He's like, you need anything? Yeah, I do. Boom, there it was. Like yeah. there was the failure point and um, that it just grabbed right back a hold of me. You know, because then it was, did it once, um, you know, did, did it once, didn't do it again for a week. Well, I could wait a week, so I would probably be okay to do it midweek and then, Midweek, it was every day, and then it was it was just right back to it. So, amidst all that, you know, you say, "How did you find God?" Um, I think they had a plan in my life, my entire my my obviously he has a plan. But he'd been talking the, to me my whole life. Doesn't I just it wasn't feel listening. like it's orchestrated? Yeah, it really it's, does. It's like like we even even in those low points, it's like we we hit a note. Yeah, that was one of those notes in an orchestra. You were supposed that belongs there yep no it's all part of the plans that we can we can be here to help others now and give back like you say um and i felt like when i was in treatment in 2015 he told me um that uh this is my final treatment so let me let me back up a little bit so i'm in the midst of the cocaine addiction again um i meet a girl on facebook um who's now my wife um she had just gotten out of her relationship, so I'm like, you know, I'm gonna give her some space. And a couple months go by, and um, we talk. We end up going on a date, amazing date. Went to the drive-in movies. Didn't watch any bit of the movie. Just talked the whole time about nothing. And I was like, this is the girl. Like, this is the one. It's funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, when I met my wife the first day, um, we spent hours. Uh, we were at my sister's house and. Her brother, my sister and her brother are married. And so we spent like hours in the car parked at their apartment outside talking, yeah. just talking. Yep. And I thought, wow, this is the girl. It's the same thing. Yeah. Wow. We talked all night. I left. I took her home. And I was like, man, like that's, that's the one. But I was still amidst a cocaine addiction. So we dated for, gosh, I think three months. And she knew something was up because, like, it was like I was cheating on her with cocaine. Because I mean, exactly at this point, I'm, I'm living in a dark basement, ultimately watching pornography and doing cocaine at the same time. The two went hand in hand, and I didn't really share that till the very first episode of of the Faith in the Fast Life podcast. And that was something that God kind of said, "Look, it's time to let people know that I also suffered from that." You know, it's a whole other addiction that nobody ever talks about. It's it's too it's mainstream. True, they don't. Um, yeah. And people need to know that it's wrong. It's a sin, and uh, um, it degrades people. It puts it's it's so much bondage and darkness, and and just the stuff that's on the internet is incredible to me. Like it blows my mind. Um, and I was part of that. You know, I watched every bit of that, and uh, did my drugs, and wouldn't show up for something. Would make an excuse as to why I couldn't come, and and finally something compelled me to tell her. Um, so it was about August, um, 
And I said, you know, there's something I really need to talk to you about. And uh, I told her, I said, I'm, a, I'm addicted to cocaine. I've uh, been through treatment before. Um, I know I need to go again. Um, and I thought for sure she'd be gone. She didn't. She said, what's next? What do we need to do? <laughs> and <clears throat> what she knew that, I, I basically told her, I said, you know what? If we can get through one more month, the month of September is still a pretty, pretty busy month in the boat business. I got a lot of events that we do and different things. I said, I just got to get through this month and then I'll go to treatment. And um, she said, okay. She stayed by my side and um, we flushed some drugs down the toilet. Um, we went on a little trip to Florida for a, a trade show. The entire week I was sober. You know, she's like, this is awesome. Like, you got this. But yeah, you know how it goes. I do. The second I got back, it was right back to that routine, right to the drug dealer's house and the whole thing. Um, and it's like the jonesing part. The, you know that you're getting closer. It's part of, like, the know. ritual. It's not even, for me at that point, it wasn't even the drug. Because the second I did cocaine, I felt terrible. Like I, it's like I just poisoned my body, and it didn't even make me feel good anymore. But I, I, the the ri ritual of doing it was the addiction. So I think that there's a lot of addictions, a lot of uh, things that go along with those addictions. I I was as addicted to cooking it. Yeah, you know, I, I was smoking crack. So yeah, you know, I had a lot of people came to my house so that I could rock up. Because I, I was good at it, and they called yeah. me. I don't know. Anyway, they so and, and then the uh, the selling part of it. So I, I I began to you know I was I was dealing I was dealing. Yeah. And uh, um, that's another like addiction, like the power. Yeah. The well, power. plus you have your own supply, and yeah, I I was never a good drug dealer because I just did all the drugs. Um. <laughs> well, that's the reason I became one is because I did them all, and I figured, well, if I just cut it in half, I can do mine. You know, but yeah. Yeah, you know that that doesn't work either. Don't Look, none of it works. I, you know, our plans yeah. are. You know. you, again, I, I was I was uh, imprisoned. I I was following orders from somebody else. You know, yep. and thank God that that uh, I knew who God was, and uh, yep. you know He had a plan for me. Well, I think at this point, like I knew who God was, but I definitely wasn't listening to God. Um, my wife, you know, unlike me, she she grew up in the church. Um, so she went to praise as a youth, and uh, so she had a background. Her aunts and uncles really helped push that on her. And so once I told her, you know, it's kind of like it it opened it up for her again. Um, so I, I tell people she's the angel God sent to save me, but the reality is, is he sent he brought two broken people together so that we could heal with him and now go do things for his kingdom. And she obviously does a ton of stuff with the ACPC. She's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And she's, she's got an incredible story and in what God's done in her life. But at that point, you know, August, September, she starts praying over me. Um, and there'd be things like I'd go on a bender, you know, and we'd have a night where I'd go over to her house and go watch a movie. And, uh, I mean, I've been going for so many hours, like we'd get 15 minutes into the movie and I pass out. I'm done. And she'd just watch the movie and pray over me. And um, so that's kind of where it started. And then when I was in treatment um, in October, October 5th of 2015, um, 
I'm in treatment and I felt like, in fact, I called her and I said, I feel like I'm supposed to help people. Like something's telling me I'm <laughs> supposed to help people. And I thought that, uh, you know, my ADD business brain goes, we're supposed to build a treatment center <laughs> and I'm going to go get land from Gary Walker and I'm going to build it on a ranch and we're going to teach them how to ride bikes and motorcycles and whatever else. And we're going to give them healthy addictions and, Obviously, so, God so, said, wait, wait, wait. So you went out and uh, got cards printed, like like Rory the Prophet. Like, yeah. The, the reason I know yeah. that, brother, is because I did the same thing, you know. Right. So, and and so, you know, I'm running with this thing, and it's like putting the cart before the horse, and I'm pushing the, you know, and it's, it, you know, God said, yeah. wait. You know, I, I can't. I'm like, come on, God. I, I. We're gonna do this stuff. Give me the power, and he said, "I I can't give you the power, Rory. I can't give you that power." And I was like, "Why, God? You told yeah. me we're gonna do these things." And he says, "I love you too much to do that. Just to give things to you. Do you remember King Saul?" And I'm like, "Yeah. He looked like a king. You made him king." You gave him everything. And he goes, and you remember what happened? I said, yeah, he didn't listen to you. He said, I had to turn my back on you. Yep. And I love you more than that. So, at least so you it, could hear that. Huh? I said, at least you could hear that. That's yeah. good. Because, yeah, I, and that was all my will. That's what I was thinking was going to happen. And when I came out of treatment, it all went a completely different path. So I didn't, I didn't really anchor anything on that at that point. Um we came out, you know, Alexis said we should probably start looking at some churches. We, we did a little church shopping through 2016, uh, very intermittent, you know, go one week, not go for three weeks, you know, go to the lake every every weekend. Yeah, and, I saw uh, your little thing the other day, and I can relate. I don't go every Sunday. Yeah. You know, you know I, I think that it's all about relationship. I mean, I you know, and I tell people, it's like, look, you know, I don't think that God... You know, the, the, the God's up there like this iron-fisted person that, that I used to think he was, you know. Yeah. If you miss Sunday, you're going to be in trouble, boy. Well, I think that's the old culture, right? It is. And, and everything's mm -hmm. about culture anymore and how do we reach people. And, and uh, people want to belong before they'll believe. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, I think that it's all about relationship. But there's truly some some huge parts about going into the into the church and having that body of Christ. like Well, and the other part is giving back to the church. I yeah. Mean, you know, there's, that's... Yeah. It takes the church. It takes the body of Christ to, mm -hmm. to move things, and God moves through all of us. And um, and you're covered. I mean, we have to be covered. You know, the things that we're doing, you know, I, I'm, a, you know, ordained. You know, I have church covering. Uh, um, you know, that's, we need that. Yeah. Yeah. So if we're not going to church and we're not, we don't have that family, we won't have that covering. You know, we're kind of again putting the cart before the horse. So. Well, you get out there on your own, and nobody's nobody's hold help hold you accountable, right? Exactly. So, um, yeah. So, well, eventually we found praise, and and uh, that was the first church that kept me awake. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we've been there ever since, and just uh, just trying to to listen and and okay. be obedient. So, so uh, you know, you catching up with me. I, I think, are, even our two on the board of, 
Oh, yeah, church, I'm, yeah, I'm a deacon on the board. Yep, <laughs> love you, brother. Praise. I yeah. know you'll catch up. Man. Yeah. You, you know you're on your way. So hey, man. Yeah, that's so. three of them, huh? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. That, that one didn't count. <laughs> so, uh, so I want to hear the redemption story, man. You know, I, you know, I, I, I know, I, I know where you're at today, but you know, a lot of people that are listening, you know, on your podcast, they know. Uh, the redemption story. Um, well, I want to. I want to know the you redemption know, story, brother. I think that the redemption story is probably the podcast, ultimately, mm-hmm. um, and Fast Life Ministries. Um, we started church shopping. I gave my heart to the Lord, you know, fully and completely in 2017. Um, it started to walk. Right, you just talk about just keep walking, and I didn't know where it goes. And I remember sharing my story um, at a men's breakfast. And actually, Frank to Tony saying, "What's next for Nick Cordorf?" And I went, <laughs> "I'm going to become a pastor." And I'm not really sure where that came from. My wife or, had uh, mentioned it at times before that she's like, "You'd be, you know, you'd make a great pastor. You're good at talking." And I'm like, "No, <laughs> that's not me." You, um, you know, brother. So our, our lives, you know, I mean, I mean, we definitely live separate lives, different, you yeah, know, background different. But the really weird thing is, is some of the stuff that, that comes across. Like so, yeah. so I met my wife that night, and we talked and we talked and we talked, and so we decided to get married. I, I told her a couple of nights before we got married. I said, "You know, that you may be marrying a pastor." I told her that man. Yeah. That was like thirty years ago. <laughs> oh, that's isn't that crazy? Yep. I just laugh. I'm sorry. No, that's fine, man. That's it's <laughs> it's funny how it parallels. Um, yeah, she, she thought that I'd make a great pastor. I'm like, that's not me, like, never. And, <laughs> My uh, wife probably looked at me and went, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, in that breakfast, I'm like, I'm going to become a pastor. And uh, about a year after that, um, I started going to school. Um, and I've I've completed a couple years of school with uh, Rocky Mountain DSOM, and uh, I'm in currently under review for a certified pastor with the Assemblies of God. Wow. Um, And all of that, like, I wasn't sure where any of it was going to go. In fact, they'd ask me when I was in class, like, well, most people that do this type of school are, they already work in the church and they're just getting their credentials. Um, So every month it was, well, why are you here? Like, I don't know. (laughs) I just want to know more about Jesus. So, and then uh, I was reading the book of Acts, and Acts 26, 17, and 18, and uh, I'm still terrible at quoting scripture, so um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'll ever be good. I, I know scripture. I, I definitely don't know the, the, the book and chapter. Right. Yeah, no, I am to do the same thing. Like, <laughs> I know I read that in the Bible, but I can't remember <laughs> where. Um, but 26, 17, 18 basically says, I will, I will rescue from your people and from the Gentiles, and I will send you back to now send you back. Yep. But you realize that that's a quote from the Old Testament. It is, but and it's also being spoke to Paul, the Apostle Paul at this point mm-hmm. to be used to send him back into it. So when I read that um, and put it into context, and I, I just felt like that spoke to me as to what I was supposed to do. Well, the reason that I know that's in the Old Testament, it's one of my favorite scriptures too. To whom I now, I'm delivering you from them. Yep. To whom I now send you back to give them a uh, a hope. Yep. In the in 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 the future, of, of, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The future is going to turn you from darkness to you know the 
I should just look it up and then we'd really know. <laughs> we were like sitting there. We have it on our phone like right in front of us and I'm we're trying to figure you, it out. That's so funny because God told me that too. Why do you think I went out and got a card that said Rory, the prophet, evangelist, whatever? Oh, you, you know? really did that? No. No. Are you sure? <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> no. You know, I, I didn't, but I but I, I honestly thought that, that that God, when you, you told me that today, we're... When, we're, we're you know, it's gonna. We're doing it tomorrow. Mm. You know, let's. Right. I'll go get the cards made. Let's do this. I didn't know that I had a whole nother. How many chapters of that book to get to where God wanted me to get? Go ahead. So in the NIV, it says, "I will rescue you from your own people and from the Gentiles. I'm sending you to them to open their eyes, and turn them from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan to God." so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. You'd think that we would memorize that. Cause right, well, and I've read it in so many different versions. And that once again, fast life, I'm not claiming to be some perfect man that's got the Bible. I'm still learning stuff every single day. So the I redemption story is... I think if we think that we're there, we're in error, brother. Right. Yeah, the redemption story continues to unfold on a daily basis. I learn more... Um, we're reaching people. You know, the podcast is growing. I think we're 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 reaching about three hundred to three hundred fifty people a week that hear the testimonies and hear the stories and and that's I never pictured myself doing a podcast. Um, I never really pictured myself standing on stage. I just wanted to go back to my people, like the Book of Acts said. So the redemption is being able to go back to those dark places where I was. So 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 when he told you that when you t- when he told you that. Did you tell him something dumb like I did? Like, I can't talk. Like, tell him me. You know? You know, uh, <laughs> I, I didn't, but I'll tell you what, like, I didn't understand how it would unfold either. Um, it was this huge aha moment. Like, I remember being like, I get it. Like, literally, like, jumping out of my seat and going, like, I get it. I hear you. Like, that's it. I'm supposed to go back to where I came from. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm in this class is so that I can go back to where he brought me out of and go help save those people. And I jumped, I bought a I bought a show hauler RV. I said, we're going on the pro wake tour. We're going into the wakeboarding. Um, I'm calling it, it, this is hilarious, as we sit and wake up Pueblo. It was going to be Wake Up Ministries. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. I remember you talking. Yeah, yeah Wake Up Ministries, because I, I own a business. We sell wake boats. Um Growing up wakeboarding, wake surfing, all those things. I'm like, this makes perfect sense. We're going on tour. And then as I started to look at that, and I, there's so many different wake-up things in the world, and I'm like, wait a minute, okay, maybe I'm not supposed to do this. And then he sent these customers in to come buy a boat, of all things, and I get talking about my story. And uh, Christy, this, this, this family, she goes, man, I know that that's the Holy Spirit talking through you. She said, that's not you. I can hear the passion. She says, I want to give you a gift to get the ministry started. That's awesome. And uh, that was the confirmation. That's and awesome. We jumped, and then COVID shut down the whole Pro Wake Tour. I sold the RV and said, well, what's next? I guess that wasn't meant to be. And uh, somehow you know, ended up doing a podcast. Maybe it wasn't it supposed to be just not supposed to be then. Yeah. You know, there's again, there again. You know, I thought we were gonna do this. We're gonna do this tomorrow. I'm, I'm getting ready. I'm going. You know, 
So, brother, a lot of that stuff happened 20 years ago. Yep. And so I'm just now here. You know, it's it's a long trip. Look, you know, I obviously I'm older, you know. I, I tell God all the time, it's like, look, man, I'm not getting any younger. Yeah. What what are we doing? You know what? Yeah. And then he brought somebody to me that said, I want to tell you that um, um, Paul didn't even start his ministry till he was in his 80s or something. Right. And, uh, you know, it just went down the list of men in the Bible that – that were of significant age right. before they were in their 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 you know their ministries, and I thought I, I learned the other day. It's kind of a fun one. Um, how old do you think Daniel was when he was in the lion's den? Ninety, eighty or ninety, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm like, so I've always pictured a fifteen-year-old boy. Yeah, that's like, exactly man. what I and always was like, pictured. Yeah, like eighties or nineties. Yeah, me like, too. That, that's one of the people that they brought to me and said, "Look, Daniel yeah. wasn't even in a lion's den until he was." Yeah. Like eighty or something. I'm like, that's crazy. I'm like, really? So you're saying I'm like, we got a chance? No. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's the that's the redemption, right? Like God just keeps unfolding it, and like new doors open, and we try new things, and we're we're reaching people, we're making a difference, we're, you know, even serving on the board of the church to me is making a difference, like helping make decisions on how to reach more people. Um, and we talked about earlier in this episode of of the pictures, right? The pictures of me, um in the alcoholism, in the addiction, and sober and happy and, and living for God. And uh, that's part of going back in that darkness. Um, he's equipped me to be able to go back into those places and say, look at me now. Look at what God's done. Let me show you how I can help. Um, you know, it's, and, and so part of that picture thing, you know, I think that even like uh, AA, it's uh, part of that is... is uh, um, by attraction, you know we're not going out and promoting AA. You know it's by yeah. attraction, kind of, and I think that that's what it is. The attraction is you. People come up to me all the time and they're like, "Rory, I want to know your secret." I'm like, "Yeah, I get up early in the morning. You know, you know, I do what I'm supposed to do." So no, 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 no. You know, because a lot of times at that point you're like, "Do I throw pearls to swine? Do they really care how I, where I'm at? You know." Yeah, and so they'll say, no, 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 really, there's something. I'm like, okay, all right. You really want to know? Let me tell you exactly what's going on in my life. I turn my life over to Jesus Christ. I said, I tithe. I bring my tithing. I do what I'm supposed to do. I love God, and and I'm I'm here because uh, I have, um, well, I don't know what is it. I have. Love for God. Yeah. And, and he's He's in you. He's working through you to do different things, right? Oh, doggone it. There's a word. You know, sometimes, uh, I don't know if it's the COVID, you know, that I had last year, you know, that uh, I can't remember words sometimes. You know, they're just right there. Or if it's age, I'm going to go with the COVID. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I have a fun story about tithing that uh, that just happened to me, That if, if we got time to share it. Yeah, we. I think um, this is going to be funny if he... If he tells the same story. I'm just so, telling you, Nick, it's just yeah. funny. Um, <clears throat> so obviously Rory, Rory is uh, um, helping out the ministry as well. So it, it, you know, you're a blessing to, to help out with this. And so a few weeks ago we kind of hit the skids. Like we we uh, were basically out of money in the ministry account. And um, 
I, I mean, we own a business, so I can pour in all the money we want. And I kind of hit my knees and said, God, what do you want me to do? And uh, ultimately, he said, you need to ask, which is really hard for me because I'm typically known as the giver. <laughs> you know, we give to the church, we give to this. I don't typically... So we really were made it all that time off of Christie's one donation had pretty much propelled us and, and the other things that I had put into it to this point in the ministry. And um, so I kind of hit this crossroads and uh, didn't know what to do and had some people pour into me and uh, met a good man who is a bush pilot uh, missionary in Africa. And he said anytime his ministry was taking the next step, it was when they ran out of money and he had to ask for it. And I was like, wow, okay. So I had to ask, and I asked you, and you helped out, and it was amazing. And Yeah, but it wasn't. You realize that I told God I was down on my knees, you know, per se. I, you know, yeah. I, I don't, by the way, people, I don't really think that we need to hit our knees. My talk with God is just I could be standing, walking, driving. Um, yeah, you I know, have conversations with him all day. All day. Yeah. I, I'm like, Lord, this is, yeah. So I'm talking and I'm saying, Lord, I, I'm coming into just a little extra money and, you know, I'm looking for places to give. And uh, yeah. was it the same day? I think it was the same day. Uh, you, you Nick called that. me. He's like, hey, hey, buddy. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I started laughing. I'm like, you know. Yep. That's it. You like, know, but oh, God. But yeah. so you gave and then literally about a week goes by. Um, and obviously I still need to raise a lot more money um, to be able to do the things we want because now I, I bought that show Holler RV and we're going to go on the tour and then we're doing this podcast and and one of the things that I was struggling with when we were going on the tour is I'm going, what am I going to do when I get there? Well, all that went away and now we do the podcast. Well, now we're going to take the podcast on the road Oh, that's cool. To be able to go to events next summer and oh, actually yeah. catch the athletes there in their domain and and be able to really reach the world because we're going to show up with a big spectacle and a you know trailer and people are going to be like, well, what is this? Well, it's a podcast. Well, then they click the hear. And now they're hearing the stories. Now they're hearing what God does. And uh, so anyway, we're trying to raise money to buy the trailer and do these different things. And you gave. And so things go by and... I had come into some money, like you said, a while back. I'd sitting in a safe downstairs, and a good friend of mine, Jarrett Brantley, who is one of the reasons that he's, he's another person that God used in 2017 to kind of kick me in the rear end and say, it's cool to follow me, keep following. Uh, he's a professional wakeboarder, he's become a good friend of mine, and he does this thing called the Testimony Tour. Um, he saw so much healing in Africa on a mission, like people laying hands on people and healing people that he felt like he was supposed to come back and share that in the U.S. So when I first met him, he was on the first trip of the testimony tour. Well, God told him there'd be three trips. So now his wife is pregnant. They're going to be having a baby. They'll be out here in September. But um, he wants to build a van to be able to they're going to live the van life, him, the wife, and the baby, and go do the testimony tour. And it was really on my heart. And he posted something on Facebook. And I was like, man, I've been saying that I was going to do something to help him. And I prayed on it. And as I'm driving into work on that Tuesday morning, um, I, uh, I've i been praying on it. And I called him. I said, hey, man, I got this money. And you're going to be out here at the end of September. I said, I'd like to give you $10,000 towards that van. And he's, his wife is on the phone. like They're blown away. 
like no way like there's are you serious i'm like yeah like that's what i feel like god told me to do and after i hung up the phone i kind of had this like worldly feeling like man like your ministry needs money and you just gave up ten thousand dollars to help somebody Isn't that else. The way, though, it's all about yeah. sea time and harvest. Yeah, but so As like we cast our bread out on the water. Yeah, that was the bread you cast, and so and then the tide yeah. brings back what? Yeah. So so I cast it out. I kind of prayed on it a little bit more. I no more walk into the business, and uh, it's probably thirty minutes after we open. My brother comes to me and he says, "Hey, got these people. They want to get this one certain boat." Um, and this is how they're going to pay. Um, you know, does that work for you? Well, yeah, cool. So can't go into details of that, but essentially that $10,000 that I gave away yeah, just got replaced. Yeah. Um, so it was replaced immediately. And then over the next week, he multiplied that. Not quite 10 times yet. Right. But almost. Wow. And it all just went tink, 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 tink. And I went, oh, Lord, you're so good. So that one act of me tithing and, and going maybe a little bit more than what was, you know, I, I honestly, I had this thought, I'm like, you know, I'll probably do like two or $3,000. That'll be a good place to be, two or 3000 I'm comfortable with that. And that'll help him. That'll be a huge blessing to him. 10000 uncomfortable. Yeah. And a little I said, uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. And I said, you know, I'm giving him 10000 and like that was it had to be God speaking through me, and now God's just multiplied it. And uh, I know we have a few other people that are that are planning on giving to to reach this goal to keep Fast Life Ministries going. And um, but that's just what God does. So you're doing it. You're doing it. So here, I, I just want people to know that the, the, the people that we have on this this uh, this podcast. Look, man, I I. Uh, I lived in my truck. I was dead broke. You know, I was the people begging for money. One of those guys. Uh, a lot of the people that I have on here, um, they were in the same boat. Um, didn't know where they were going to sleep from night to night. Didn't know where we were going to eat. But, you know, the number one thing in, in our lives was drugs. Um, you know, and, and, and we've all got this uh, redemption story. And... Um, you know, it can all be yours, man. I, I don't know what your, what your, um, what, what God's, what the plan that God has for you, but I can tell you that there's a redemption story, and it starts with, 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 with giving your life over. It starts with, here Surrender. I am, God. I, yeah. I can't do it anymore. I don't want to be this person anymore. I, you know, I was tired of seeing the pain in the people that I loved in their eyes. I mean, you know, I'd leave, be gone two days, come back, see the pain in my wife's eyes. And then I couldn't handle that, and I'd go back out. But I'm telling you, it's it's at the point that I don't want to be this person anymore. Yep. And I don't know what God has for you, but that's not it. Begging on the street and living from day to day and... And and just just being drugged up and not knowing where you're at—that's not where it's at, guys. God's got a redemption story for you, yep. and it's a journey, man. It's it's. Look, I get to live life on life's terms today. I I get to, uh, you know, if there's an issue, and trust me, you're never going to get rid of the issues in life. 
It's just that roller coaster, but it always gives an opportunity uh, to God for God to be God. It's like, look, I'm going through this, but I know that I serve a God that overcame the world. So I, I'm just telling you that, uh, folks, it's just as easy as, as I don't want to be this person anymore, God. I surrender. Here I am. Yep. So yep. good surrender. place to leave that. Absolutely. Love you, brother. Thanks for... Uh, yeah, I love you too, man. Thanks for coming. Awesome. Uh, yeah. it's. I always think it's it's really weird the way that things are like parallel. It's yeah. like, yeah. you know, you think that you're the only one, people. You think you're the only one that's going through some of the stuff that you're going through, but you are not the only one, man. There's people out yeah. there. Um, there's well, doctors. The, there's, you know. Yep. The enemy wants you to think that you're all alone. Yeah, because then he gets a clue to you. You know, that's what he does. That's what the enemy, the wolf, comes to do is to separate a sheep, one person, from the herd. And uh, he gets you isolated, then he can devour you. Yep. But there's a redemption story. God loves you. Absolutely. Thanks for coming, man. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. It's been awesome. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Nick, where can we hear Faith and Fast Life? Faith and the Fast Life is uh, on Spotify and Apple Podcast, as well as YouTube for the videos. You can go to fastlifeministries.com, and all the links are on the website. And uh, check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Sweet. And then, Rory, on your end, how can people connect with you? I don't I don't have a, a clue, brother. I've just been doing this, and you kind of been pulling all the triggers, but I know it's on Spotify. I don't know if it's on Apple Music. Oh, or, yeah, yeah. Well, it must be on Apple. I think that yeah. it's... Uh, it's on uh, YouTube, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Yeah. So, um, you know, we love what we're doing. I don't, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm just grateful, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Good and, stuff. Well, thank you guys so much, both for just being so open with your stories. And I think, it, you know, it really helped me just in this chair, just to hear you guys talking about everything. Um, it's just, both of you guys have really, really inspiring podcasts that just mean a lot to me to be a part of. So just want to thank both of you guys. And, yeah, I appreciate you guys. You guys are awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, uh, hey uh, God called me one time. He said, uh, I was angry because, you know, I cried every time that, you know, I feel the Holy Spirit. I feel, so I cry, you know, and I'm like, oh, thanks a lot, God. You turned me into a cry baby. Because, you know, because <laughs> back then we're the tough guy, you know. Mm. So <laughs> this guy made me stand up one time. He goes, I got a word from God for you. He goes, God, God says that the tears you cry are not yours. They're his. Ooh, mm. that's good. And then he calls you Jer- his Jeremiah. And I was like, oh. mm. I had to look it up. Jeremiah was the weeping prophet, by the way. So, yeah. So now that's cool. Made me feel good. You know, I, I sit here and cry, but, you know, it's because, uh, you know, I feel God's pain. Mm. I, I've been part of that pain. So, yeah. Yep. Yep, he's got a story in all of us, doesn't he? And who knows who needs to hear it? Mm, absolutely. Man, it's been who awesome, Roy. Thanks for having me. It's counting on you. Mm, absolutely. You may not even know. Just leave it right there. But yeah. God knows. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been Keeping It Real with Rory. Guys, thank you so much. If you want to check out the rest of Rory's podcast, go check it out here on Spotify and Apple. We've had some amazing episodes. Like you mentioned, Shannon and I, Woodley, had an incredible story last week, as well as Robbie Reyes, who was also on Faith in the Fast Life. So really, for both of these podcasts, if you want to hear some redemption stories from Rory's side, go check out Keeping It Real with Rory. If you want to hear some more stories of guys who've gone from dark to light, as well as within kind of like the action sports world, go check out Faith in the Fast Life. Thank you guys so much for listening. For Ben, Nick, and Rory, have a great rest of your day.